Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. All right, it's Switch Leader Podcast time. You are back. We're doing it again this week, just like we did last week, but it's going to be better because it's this week. So thank you for joining us. I'm here with my good friend, Gary Stice. Shout out to Midwest City, Gary. I'm so glad you're hanging out with us today. But we're going to have a fun conversation. So, dude, if you yeah, would, take just take just a minute, share with everybody listening just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, dude, thanks for having me on the podcast. Long time no see. It feels like it's been a minute. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, I'm the youth pastor at the Midwest City Campus. Shout out to the dub. I love all my leaders. And what's special about that is I actually grew up in Midwest City. So it's like I'm coming back home and it's so cool just getting to see all the teachers and kids I went to school with. It's It's been spectacular. But honestly, I started my journey in 2017 when I walked into the Life Church Edmund Doors for the first time, not knowing a single soul. And from there, God has done a miraculous work in me. I started serving a switch. I did the summer internship, full-time internship, associate, and now I'm the youth pastor. Hashtag made it. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my students say. Hashtag. I don't know if we still use that, but I just did. As long as they do. It's fine. As long as they <laughs> still use irrelevant. it. relevant. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. A little context for us, too. Gary was an associate youth pastor at at my campus, at the Northwest campus, until, Gary, how, it's very recent. Three weeks. Just so you guys know, I had the flu for like half of that three weeks. That's how sick it made me that Gary left. Like, Gary left, it made me so sad that I, I got physically ill. Anyways, hey, so excited for this conversation today. What we're gonna do is we talk to you guys a lot about connecting with students and what it looks like for us to do that well. And obviously we talk about our lives outside of Switch. We talk about how do I become a better follower of Christ. And today, instead of just talking about relating that to you connecting with students, we're gonna flip the script a little bit and talk about what other connections are important for you to be making and why. I was really intentional with why I asked Gary to be a part of this podcast today. And it is because I know Gary's story. I know that it has plenty of hills and valleys, and he he's not going to share every detail of it today, but he is going to share some of what he's been through and some of what his path looked like. And it's going to set up a conversation for us to talk through a little bit more. So Gary, I'm going to hand it off to you, if you would. Just take us from you as a kid growing up to where you are now. What was it like? What did you go through? How did you get here? Yeah. So I grew up, like I said, in the Midwest City area. And I was not, my family did not go to church regularly. They barely even went to church on Christmas or Easter. I do remember the the few times going to church when me and my little brother were younger. We'd go into church 15, 20 minutes later, they'd come pick us up from whatever service we were part of. And I didn't understand why, but growing up and knowing God wasn't really in my mind. All I knew was sports and I love sports. And my parents did not have a great relationship. It was actually pretty rough, a lot of screaming and fighting. And even being four to five years old, I knew it was better for my parents to be separate than together because of what it caused at home and just the the yelling and the screaming and how tired me and my brother were of that. And I was like, man, is this what it's like? Do all my family, yeah. do all my friends and do their parents act like this? And so my parents split up and I was okay with that. And my dad ended up remarrying this woman 
who me and my brother did not like from the beginning. Who knows why? She brought us <laughs> ice cream one day, and I remember she brought us this strawberry shortcake, and we did not like it, and it made her cry. And shortly after that, my <laughs> I know, dude, we are so you mean. made her cry. We made her cry. She was trying to bring us ice cream, and I love ice cream, but for some reason, I was just an emotional five year old, and I was like, Nah, we're not having that. And my <laughs> stepmom actually was the first resemblance of of God and church because she got us into church and got us learning about God. And I started to understand about this God who loves us and cares for us. And around in fourth grade, my stepmom had a, a severe incident where she passed away immediately. And it, it broke me where I started to question God, why would you let this happen to me? And for my mom, she turned to, to alcohol and my dad turned to going in and out of jail and a lot of drugs. And a lot of neglect and abuse ended up falling on me and my younger brother. And this went on for a couple of years and God wasn't in the picture. I was actually angry with God because I was like, why would you let this happen to me? And it was in seventh grade. My best friend invited me to church camp. And the only reason I went was to get out of the house. And I got to hear about this God who loves me and cares for me. And on that Thursday, I raised my hand and gave my life to Christ. And it was in that moment that all my burdens were lifted up and I started to understand like, yeah, there's, there's pain in life, but there's also purpose in it. And my youth pastor talked to me through that. And it, it was in that moment that I knew that I wanted to be that person that my youth pastor was for me. And then I came back to the world where things weren't great, where the family was in a lot of pain and I fell away from God. And, and that led me all the way up through high school and into college where I started getting older and I started driving and things that come with that, the freedom, I started partying and I started chasing after girls. I started doing drugs and I was not living a life. And deep down inside, I was being convicted by the Holy Spirit. I knew what I was doing was wrong, but I thought this is what I was supposed to be doing because this is what the world told me. And I was trying to fill that hole with the worldly things. And it was after a week of getting high in college that I knew that the life I was living was not the life that I was meant to live. And for some reason, I don't know why, but that Sunday morning, I walked into the doors of Life Church Edmond, not knowing a single soul. I just knew that the life I was living was not the life I was meant to live. And I knew I needed God and I was going to do anything to get that. And I walked into Edmond. I couldn't tell you what the message was about or anything, but I know on my way walking out, the youth pastor at the time stopped me and said, hey man, what's your name? And he got to know my name and we talked for a minute and I left. I was like, okay, that's normal. And I knew I needed to hey, come can back. You, can you tell us who the youth pastor at the time was? Yeah, it was James Meehan. Mr. I love James him. We, Meehan, all right. We have a great relationship. And I knew I needed to come back. And I did because I needed to make that change. And as I was walking in the door, James called me out and said, hey, Gary. And I looked around, I'm like, yo, this is a big place. No one knows me. So how is someone calling my name? And James walked up to me and said, dude, it's so good to see you. How was your week? I would love to get coffee. And it was in that moment that my life was profoundly changed because leading up to that, I'd been wrestling with God of like, God, do you see me? Do you hear my cries? I've been calling out to you, but I feel like I am unseen. And James, right. remembering my name, reaffirmed that God sees me and cares for me and loves me. And then I got plugged in 
And here we are now. It's a bit, it's been a journey. There's a lot of ups and downs. It didn't start out perfect. There's mess ups in between, but that's how it initially started. You have an incredible story of, <laughs> I, I'm going to say resiliency of like being able to continue to fight back against a lot of darkness that was in your life that you grew up with. Like I told you guys, Gary shared part of his story today, but that's not all of his story. And maybe one day we'll go into more detail, but really you don't even have to go into more detail to hear that story and think, my gosh, can you imagine the heartache to be the age that he was experiencing the pain he was experiencing and to then get to middle school and go, hey, I finally am being in some way exposed to Jesus, but then I have to come back to this life that doesn't resemble him at all and then experience the brokenness of falling away from it to finally God seeking you out and getting you plugged into community. So you said that you got plugged in after a couple of weeks of attending that campus. Tell me about how long it was before, like the time that you first came back to church, which had been years before you had attended church. Yeah. You were you were doing drugs, partying a lot. Like you're so far from God. You come back to church on your second week. James comes up, talks to you again. How much longer was it then before you started, you got plugged into Switch? Yeah, I would say it was probably three months. And James wasn't even the one that recruited me to switch. It was actually a switch leader who I went to school with that I didn't even know was a switch leader. And when when he asked and said, Hey, would you want to come to switch with me? I'm like, I was like, what is switch? What do you what are you what are you talking about? But I was so invested into getting to know God, to building that relationship that I was going to say yes to anything. So when I showed up to switch my first night and went through orientation, they asked Gary, what, what area do you want to serve in? And I looked down the list and I saw middle school, small group leader. I said, Nope. High school, small group leader. <laughs> nope. Operations. Cool. I want to be behind the scenes because I do not know how to handle teenagers, mm -hmm. <laughs> but something actually encouraged me. The Holy spirit worked in me and, and I wrote down sixth grade. And if you know anything about sixth graders, they are mm. wild and rambunctious and incredible. <laughs> and it was actually three weeks after my orientation that I got into my small group for the first time. So what I think is really cool, if the person I'm about to talk about isn't you, hang tight because I'm going to get you in a minute. But there's some of you here in this right now that are new to serving in Switch. And you're going, I'm that guy or I'm that girl, I was living that life not too long ago, and I have been doubting my role in this ministry since. Like I got plugged in, and I hear people talk about the spiritual intensity in their lives. I hear them talk about all the great stuff happening in their small group, the wisdom that their, that their students have, and I'm thinking to myself, these kids have more wisdom than I have. They know scripture better than I do. Do I even belong here? This is what I want for you to know. Because of what you've been through, you bring something that no one else on earth can bring. Because God gave you the experiences in your life to reach some specific sets of students yeah. that no one else could reach but you. And while we do have processes and we do try to make sure that people are in the right place to be pouring out 
at the end of the day, we also know that God's timing is often different than ours. And if you were messed up months ago, and since then God has done something radical in your life and you are now a part of our youth ministry, don't you dare let the enemy tell you you don't belong here. Mm. And don't you dare let the enemy tell you that you need to do it by yourself. If you do this by yourself, you won't be doing it for very long because youth ministry ain't easy. And most people who are a part of it for any amount of time know that. But man, we also know that what we get to watch happen in students' lives, the way that we get to watch God work in ways that we could never truly plan or imagine. I just want for you to hear, if you're that person, you belong here. And it's important that you are continuing to fill your own cup. And it's important that you are surrounding yourself with good people. I also want you to know it's important that you are here with your story. Gary, when you started serving in Switch, this guy that's only been around the church, you were unchurched for years prior to that. You're new to being around the church for three or four months. What did it look like then for you finding community so that you weren't just a Switch leader showing up on Wednesday nights to lead students by yourself, but you were a Switch leader showing up to be a part of a Switch family because you knew so many people or because the people that you knew, you knew them deeply and they knew you and they had your back and they were watching you and guarding you like family. That takes time, but there are things we can do to speed that process up. What did the process look like for you? Yeah, what you said was actually so good because I was that leader coming in, actually really terrified because I thought that I needed to know all the things before I could actually lead a small group. But the reality is, is you just need to show up and continuously pursue Jesus and the rest of it's going to fall in place. And showing up to switch, I was really scared and terrified because my wounds from when I was younger, I was terrified of being alone. I did not like being by myself. I always had to be in a crowd and showing up to switch was terrifying. Not because I wasn't excited about it, but because it was so unknown as a 20 year old college student walking in and what it looked like for me was the leaders I was serving with came around me and welcomed me in. And I'm so thankful that they did because I don't know that I was courageous enough in that moment to say, hey, guys, can I talk about what you're talking about? Can I be a part of whatever y'all are doing outside of Switch? But they noticed me because I was new. And they said, hey, Gary, we're so excited for you. And after building a relationship for, honestly, it was like four weeks of serving with them that they said, hey, we have a life group that we would love for you to join. So I joined their life group. Didn't know what a life group was. I just said yes because... It was part of the church. yeah. So I joined their life group. And my first night, we just talked about our testimonies and we share how God has been moving in our lives. And they were so excited that I actually showed up. What I love about Switch, and when Switch feels like a family, we do it outside of a Wednesday night. And our students feel that love. They feel welcomed. They feel cared for. And if it wasn't for the leaders that I first served with, that life group, I would have never found my wife. Because my friend in the life group was actually the brother of my wife, and he introduced me to her. So my life would have Nice. What a good setup for Switch. (laughs) Yes, come to Switch and get married. If you want to find your significant other, 
serve right. and switch because they're there. Yeah. But my life looks profoundly different because of the relationships that I had with the leaders. I love what you just said because what you were saying about how that group of leaders really put their arms around you just perfectly ties into that second group of people I'm wanting to talk to. And that's those of you that have been around the block and have been around Switch for a while. You have maybe already experienced some significant things in your life, but you have also grown in your relationship with Christ. You've been around Switch where you know people and you're more comfortable with the experience and with what it's like to be a part of this ministry. And for you, I think my question is, when's the last time that you as a guy shot another guy leader that you know in Switch a text and said, hey, man, you doing all right? Like, just thinking about you. Like, one of you ladies, when's the last time that you text one of the other lady leaders and said, hey, are you doing all right? I just had you on my mind. But we don't always talk about how important it is for us to have that as leaders. You know, I think about different relationships over the years, friendships and people that just that I've seen spur up and switch. And I think, you know what, if that relationship didn't didn't end up creating the bond that it did, I'm not sure that that person or those people would still be around and switch. Not because their hearts aren't in the right place, not because of anything bad, but just because at the end of the day, I think sometimes when we get in places where we're busy and we're, we're just worn out, sometimes we keep coming back because we know that what we're coming back to isn't just something that takes from me. It's something that gives to me. And I think that there's a lot of us as leaders that need to be looking for that new person that needs to feel cared for and loved. But we also need to be looking and going, hey, do I have somebody in this ministry that is not my biological sibling, but I would consider them to be my brother or that I would consider them to be my sister. Like I've got, I I think at my campus, two leaders, Melinda and Danny, who have served and led a group together for years. I know like they have families, they have busy lives. I know that they've gone through seasons where they went, man, I don't know that I can continue to maintain this because of just so much going on in life and and having a family and so many kids. And if those two didn't have the connection that they have with each other, they probably by now would have made a decision to say, hey, it's time for me to step out of this ministry and step into a different season. But because they have each other, and there are so many other relationships that I get to see that are the very same way, that I go, man, they're still here because of the bond, not just because of the bond they have with their students, but because of the bond they have with each other. They have continued to spur one another on, just as we are called to do. And I think, though, that just like there are people who are doing that well, there's a bunch of people who are missing that. Yeah. And, and I'll be honest, the, the person missing out the most is you. It's the person missing out the most is the leader who's just not taking advantage of knowing you need to be vulnerable with some people around you probably more vulnerable than you were immediately going to feel comfortable with. That's just part of life. Like eventually we have to break that barrier and we have to set up conversations and we have to say, Hey, do you want to grab coffee? Like, Hey, do you want to meet up? I just would love to get to know you a little bit better. Hey, does, do you guys want to have a cookout at my house? I'd love to meet up with everybody. When we do ministry, you better be locking arms with somebody when you're doing it. Or yeah. like I said earlier, you won't be doing it for long. 
And so, Gary, I would love to hear if there's anything that you have to add there around the idea of, yes, there are leaders who have been around who are new and maybe are doubting themselves. And then there are leaders who have been around the block, have wisdom to share and need to be looking for someone to share it with. Gary, I'd love to hear anything that you may have to add. Hey, yeah, no matter where you're at serving, I think whether it's your first week or you've been doing this for eight plus years, you can recognize that serving in a switch is a lot of fun, but it's also really, really hard. And what we can often forget as we're serving a switch, we can get so caught up in what we're doing every single night, we can forget to look around and notice that there are a lot more leaders doing the same thing that you're doing. And we can often not even talk to them about it because we're all fighting the same fight to lead students to become fully devoted followers of Christ. And we get caught up in what we think is a sprint, but it's actually a marathon because when you're sprinting, you got your head down, you're going as fast as you can. In sixth to 12th grade isn't a sprint. It takes time to see lives change. And it's actually a marathon. And when you're running long distance, you can look around. You can have conversations because when we're locking arms with each other, the enemy can't handle it. And whether you're serving for the first time, I want to encourage you to continue showing up because just like me coming in and having a brand new relationship with Jesus, if it wasn't for the guys who rallied around me, my life would look completely different than it is right now. And as leaders, not only do you have a responsibility to pour into your students, which is so much fun, but you also get to pour into the leaders around you, which is a whole lot of fun because when you love the people you serve with, Switch is incredible and lives will be changed. Good word. This is my challenge to everybody listening. Get together with a group of other leaders and I want you to share your story. This is what my life looked like growing up. This is what it looked like when I was got to my teen and, and adult years. And this is where I am now. This is some of the pain I experienced. This is some of the joys I got to celebrate. And if you will do that, what you'll be doing is taking the very first step toward having people in your life that are not just your friends, but they're your family. And there's a reason we say family. It's not because we're just trying to sound cool. It's not because we're trying to create something that isn't real. It's because some of us have actually experienced it, and we are hating that some of you are yet to get to experience it yourselves. It's a real thing to get to serve alongside your family. But you're going to have to take a first step, get together, be intentional, and share your testimonies. Gary, thanks so much, man, for hanging out with us today. We appreciate your vulnerability and sharing your story. And everybody listening, we appreciate your willingness to continue to grow, that you are actually coming here to the Switch Leader Podcast listening every week because you want to get better. You want to be a better mom or dad. You want to be a better Switch Leader. You want to be a better follower of Jesus. You want to be a better pastor. You're showing up. You're making sure that the things that are being poured into your heart and mind are things that are going to lead you closer to him. And so keep doing those things. You're doing great. We are toward the end of a year. We're about to wrap up 2022. Do not putter to the finish line. Finish this thing strong. Finish this semester by showing up every week. Get your students excited. Have fun. As always, thank you all for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Thank you.